0: Welcome to Saturday Soup for the Sister Soul. This podcast is a place where you can experience something good, something nourishing. The mission of this podcast, the purpose of it, is to soothe, heal, inspire, nurture and elevate ourselves and each other. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy Saturday Soup for the Sister Soul. Have you ever been so skint that you search the sofa for change? I have, so many times, and for long periods of times in my life. The worst examples have been when I didn't have enough money for food or for milk, and I've gone scrabbling around the sofa, searching my coats, emptying my handbags. To hopefully find enough money Enough coins To be able to go to the store And purchase Whatever basics were needed I mean Back in the day when you could buy Milk and bread and eggs For a couple of pounds I think the very worst Times have been when I've searched the sofa for money to back in the day put money on the gas or money on the electric and when I had them those times were so so desperate and if you've ever searched the sofa for change then you know what that feels like and you know what I'm speaking of two weeks ago I was in a conversation and I heard somebody say that they'd search the sofa for change to get the EFA to go away and it left me with the question I remembered wow, when did I last do that? what did that feel like? So I asked my friends on social media, have they ever searched the self for change? What did it feel like? And in almost all cases, people spoke about desperation, fear, panic. Sometimes... There were stories of play and adventure and stories of finding all kinds of things down the sides and the back of the sofa, things that had been long lost and long forgotten about. What stood out for me was that when I heard the phrase search in the sulfur for change, it immediately came to my mind like a metaphor of searching in the places we know to solve a problem. And I think Einstein is credited with saying that we can't solve any problem with the same level of consciousness that created the problem right and searching the sofa for change just oh it expressed that so much to me so I kind of got curious like why do we do that furthermore why do we keep doing it I remembered hearing Lisa Nichols talk about a real awful experience she had of having no money and how she determined from that moment that she was never going to live that way again. That her and her son Jelani, they were were never going to live that way again. And it reminded me that I've made that commitment to myself so many times, and then found myself right back searching my handbag, searching my coat pockets, searching the self for change. And I'm curious because on some level the panic is relieved when we find small coins. And of course, when the panic is relieved or when the desperation is relieved or there's a sense of temporary solution, we move quickly away from the pain and solve the immediate problem. But it looks to me that what we're doing is fixing the symptom. And that there's something else at play if we slow down enough to notice. I love metaphor, I love language, I love how metaphor speaks to us on a level beyond words. So here's what the sofa looks like to me. The sofa is an example of what we already know. The sofa is the comfort zone, as deeply uncomfortable as it may be. The sofa is our conditioning our beliefs and even societal expectations. The sofa is the dead zone. It's where useful things are easily lost and not retrieved without a whole heap of grimy dust getting on your nails. Maybe, like me, you've left the sofa. And then like me, you find yourself back there as if the sofa has a magnetic field that pulls us right back to familiar feelings and places. I decided that I was going to write a small book and the title for me was Searching the sofa for change, a working class person's guide to well-being. And um, it, it occurred to me <laughs> that lots of people wouldn't even utilize the term or recognize the term working class in 2020. It's kind of maybe not a phrase that people use very often anymore. And I'm probably going to play with the title a little bit, but I am definitely going to write this thing because... Because of the power of the metaphor of staying in the comfort zone, no matter how uncomfortable it is, the metaphor of the sofa being conditioning, beliefs, and even the expectations that society and culture place upon us. And how we can find relief in searching the sulfur for change, but that's not where we find the remedy. The symptom is temporarily relieved or alleviated but the cause, the root is not attended to. How it looks to me is that we're scared to leave our comfort zone. And what I really want you to understand about that, if you haven't heard this already, is that the way our brains are set up is to keep us safe. The way our brains are set up in such a way that our brains like to know what's coming next. So the predictability of the sofa has a safety because we know what's coming next. So if you feel some fear around setting a goal and stepping outside your comfort zone and even if you have some fear of knowing yourself in a new way, it's okay. That feeling of fear doesn't actually mean what we think it means. That feeling of fear is giving us an indicator that we're outside of our usual zone it's a little bit like having a tag on your leg and when you go outside of the zone the alarm goes off if you move off the sofa the alarm goes off and we are so used to responding to the alarm but if you know that it's not a real alarm and that there is no real danger. Then you have full permission to continue on your journey even with the alarm blazing. So, sisters on soul journeys, Maybe you too are tired of the sofa. Maybe you're tired of the comfort zone. And as 2020 comes to an end, maybe, just maybe, you're hopeful that there's another way. am 100% certain that there is another way I am a hundred percent certain that we are not our conditioning we are not our thoughts and we are not our feelings we are not The expectations that friends and family and society and culture has placed upon us. We are so much more than that. I learned a new word in 2020. And the word I learned was entelechy or entelechy. I think it's a Greek word, and I think I've mentioned it before. But essentially, it is a blueprint. And each of us has this blueprint. It's in that spark within us. It's in that light, that spirit within us. Now you will know, when you're functioning in line with your blueprint, because there is an energy and a flow within you, that this thing just feels like you. There's no additional thinking, there's no weight or burden. And you will feel it and know it and resonate with it. It feels like freedom. When I look back on the different roles I've had at work and what have you. There's an element in all of my work that's about teaching and coaching. Now this could have been as simple as somebody coming to a gym and wanting to get into particular shape. This could have been me teaching classes. This could be me teaching and designing groups. I, in the last three years, have delivered over two and a half thousand groups. Can you believe that? Two and a half. So I'm well practiced. And there's something about the energy of being with people as their light comes on inside them in a way that they're conscious of. It's like their eyes connect with their soul and boom, they light up. Like I will do that all of my life, paid and unpaid. Because somewhere in the blueprint of me, of my spirit, there's a gift in for that. Every human being has a sense of higher self and lower self. We know when we're giving into our low energy demands. We know when we're in a low vibrational state and we know when we're in a high vibrational, a high frequency space and state of being and mind. So if you're on your sofa, hearing this message, the invitation for you right now is to look higher, look beyond the known, to call in those higher energies, those higher frequencies Bring to your awareness and your attention over the coming days of the entelechy of you the blueprint of you that existed before any thinking got in the way that existed before the creation of a comfort zone The IntelliKey of you that existed before the conditioning, before any beliefs, before society's expectations, before class, culture, race. The IntelliKey that you were born with. You know when you recognise that? That we could have become anything? All had that same formless energy in the beginning that has not left us. But I promise you, it's not down the side of the sofa. We have to go beyond our conditioning beyond what we've learned so far. And I encourage you, be brave as you step outside your comfort zone. Be brave as you ask of yourself higher things. Understand that danger is real and fear is not. Fear is not. Fear is like the dirt that gets under your neck. Acting. Here's the price we pay for staying on the sofa. Well, 2020 is ending. We need a new mission for 2021. That's about the highest expression of who we are and all that we're capable of being, doing and having in this life. The sulphur is the dead zone where useful things are easily lost. The comfort zone is the dead zone. we're not obliged to stay there. No matter what we've been told, no matter what we've believed about ourselves up until this point, we can change our minds. And in changing our minds, girls, we can change our lives. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Saturday Soup for the Sister Soul. I wish you a wonderful Christmas and all of the very best blessings for Kwanzaa and all of the celebrations that are happening in the days and weeks ahead. Tomorrow I'm recording a conversation with a wonderful, wonderful sister called Sophia Bailey. That conversation is going to drop in between Christmas and New Year. And I hope that will be a real blessing to you just at a time when you can hit a pause, take a little time for yourself. Sophia Bailey is a powerful woman and uh, I think you'll really enjoy that conversation next week too every blessing